Hey, welcome to the Comic Syllabus, um, where we look into comics and graphic novels in the classroom and in the culture. I'm Paul. I'm an English teacher and your host for this um, jaunt, jaunt, <laughs> happy, joyful, um, traipsing through the world of graphic novels and comics, um, particularly as um, they may appeal to young readers, although uh, we certainly welcome those who are young at heart as well. Today we're going to talk about Miss Marvel. Um, we're going to talk about Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit, a, a miniseries that has been collected. The five issues of the miniseries from Marvel Comics, of course, um, have been collected by, uh, written by Samira Ahmed um, and uh, art by Andres Genole and uh, Drew O'Farrell as well. And uh, thank you so much for joining us. And let's dig deep into this series, into Miss Marvel, the uh, MCU Disney Plus TV series, and uh, and maybe just a few mentions about what else I'm reading and what we're up to as a podcast. So um, you have found us at multiversitycomics.com. You may have also found us at uh, comicsyllabus.substack.com. That's where this podcast and other comic stuff that I do uh, lives. So glad that you joined us all right well with this episode come the requisite apologies it has been a long time i missed an episode um i was deep in the throes of our family's bout with the COVID 19 uh we got the uh you know i think it was that ba5 variant that is of the omicron uh sub variant variant sub variant of the variant um boy there's a lot of variants going on and i'm not just talking about loki um <laughs> It's been rough. It's been pretty rough. Um, getting sick, getting over getting sick, um, getting over the things that getting sick because you got sick, um, as well as uh, a lot of challenges and transitions in, in just kind of our family's life. And, um, and I'm going to be honest, just also the crises and, um, and other challenges that are going on in the world. Um, and so, you know, I'm not going to lie, it's been... Um, it's been difficult to think about talking about comics culture when there uh, is just, um, you know, uh, just um, just beaten down by the headlines about uh, Supreme Court and uh, um, a dreadful future um, to fail to live up to our responsibility with the climate catastrophe and um, and just continued heartbreak over guns and violence and wow <laughs> way to bring it down paul um, but um you know it's in times like this that i need to remind myself that these are why we read stories um these are the the very times and the very reasons for which we um need to contemplate culture and so i'm very happy today to be talking about about miss marvel because it brings me a ton of happiness um and i'm going to talk about the disney plus series um, I will maybe accidentally spoil a few things, but I'll definitely kind of give my take on the show. Um, you know, here's a spoiler for my review. I loved it. Um, and kind of connect it to what's going on in this, um, this recently, fairly recently collected miniseries, um, Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit. Um, Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit, to start there, is written by um, Samira Ahmed, who is a YA author. Of um, some note, although, gotta admit, I have not read any of their other works, um, 
But when I heard that they were going to be writing Miss Marvel, I was really excited about it. Um, we have in the YA literature world um, just such an array of incredible um, talent and genius and heart. And um, and from what I know of Samir Ahmed's work, um, you know, they're among that that sort of generation of great talent that we have writing YA, YA literature. And um, I, I always feel like comics could use more of that. And so it makes sense to me that um, they have continually been drawing from the, the sort of um, world of, of, you know, smart, creative, diverse, um, and, and often brilliant and sometimes very challenging YA uh, writers and creators are out there. And so um, to have that pedigree in the writing of this series uh, on what is, you know, my daughter declared her second favorite Marvel character, her second favorite superhero, um, her first favorite being uh, Squirrel Girl, of course, <laughs> uh, was just super exciting to me. I also just love Miss Marvel a whole heck of a ton lot. Um, and and then Andres Genole's art I had seen in the latest Runaway Runaways series um, generally took over as the artist after Chris Anka's turn um, starting out that series and that was written by Rainbow Rowell of course also a YA author turned uh, you know or or you know uh, uh, also doing a turn as as comics writer so um, you know I, I just enjoyed that art in Runaways as well there's a playfulness um, a kind of uh, you know similar to Chris Anka uh, a kind of uh, angled, angular, you know, simplicity and beauty in Genolay's art um, that has the characters bounce, um, has, you know, a minimum of of excessive, you know, cartooniness or cartoony filler, and and it just really does great storytelling, character acting, um, oh, just perfect note for for a story like um, Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit, and. Um, this is a pretty different Miss Marvel story, and I'll and I'll talk about why. Um, but um, you know, I think this is certainly a moment for for the character um, since uh, Miss Marvel's creation by, of course, editors Sana Amanat and G Willow Wilson and Adrian Alfona in 2014. Um, you know, we've just seen that character grow into this huge and um, you know kind of uh, you know unforgettable place in the Marvel universe and in really the, the comics, you know, sphere altogether um, because of the, you know, there's so much of what makes Spider-Man awesome in Miss Marvel and Kamala Khan. And there's also so much that is um, new and needed and refreshing. Um, and I have to say that as a Chinese American, Taiwanese American, um, you know, 40 some odd person, 41 year old, I, I, I just find so much of Miss Marvel relatable. Um, and, and that's not necessarily because I have intimate knowledge of what it's like to be a Pakistani um, American, <clears throat> Muslim American teen um, growing up as a huge uh, fan fiction writer and, you know, um, finding oneself in, a, um, you know, possessed of superpowers. That's not my experience, but it's just the fact of, of, Miss Marvel's full-throated embrace and, and, and joyful celebration of who she is and, um, and of a kind of politics of difference that um, makes superheroics out of, out of uh, you know, uh, 
backgrounds, identities, communities too often minoritized in these kind this kind of storytelling. That's just transformative. Um, we watched the Ms. Marvel MCU show on Disney Plus so eagerly. You know, we've watched I've watched all of those shows, um, and they've been good. I've enjoyed pretty much every single one of them, more or less. Um, but uh, Miss Marvel has quickly become our favorite. Um, there, there, there are flaws to the show for sure. Um, you know, the critics have something to say about um, maybe a bit of a <clears throat> uh, scattered storyline and 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 such a dra- dramatically different tone um, from episode to episode. And you know, who were really these clandestines, and <laughs> what is going on with all of this uh, alternate dimension, or dimension stuff? And it's fine. You know, like, I don't really need to, to um, spend much time on it because what the show does have and what the show does present and represent, um, how much fun it is and how um, just, um, it, you know, it kind of emotionally, unabashedly, it represents shows, embraces and utterly celebrates culture, language, family, difference, um, heritage, uh, um, that they've rewritten Miss Marvel's superpowers to be not just uh, I won't give away that spoiler, <laughs> but but really have written, rewritten Miss um, Marvel with the best of what the comics presented and the creators of this this character um, have made really precious kind of this you know that freshness of her enthusiasm and her kind of like awe at dis- at finding out about not only her own powers but just becoming among the heroes um and that line that was in all the trailers and and repeated so often it's not the brown girls from jersey who jersey city who saved the world and uh, and and indeed it is it is you and it's just utterly beautiful and the the um characterization of um kamala khan's family and community and mosque and and all of that um oh her parents and that show i just moved me to tears it's the first show that uh, me and my partner and my our, our 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 kid uh stayed up to midnight all to watch um the finale in another episode it's summertime so uh, we can we can indulge it a little bit stay up to midnight to watch a tv show um the minute it drops and and we did and oh so fun i i think probably four out of those six episodes brought me to tears at some point even if there were parts of the plot that, and and of the CG or whatever that you could quibble about, um, just something utterly beautiful about that story, and um, and you know I don't know seventy percent of it was just actually in, in inherently intrinsically wonderful about Miss Marvel herself and the character and the background and so on, and a whole lot of it is just in the in the ways that the creators, um, you know, Pishali and uh, Dylan, uh, forget their names, forgive me, the directors and producers and so on, writers of that show, not to mention um, Iman Vellani, who's amazing, incredibly charismatic, um, by virtue of a kind of, you know, in, inner beauty and external um, exuberance and vitality and um, and acting, right? And, and just uh, so much, the, 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 the people in the show have um, a, a whole sort of world and many multiple cultures of, of love and the language of, of, of bonds of community and faith and hope that are expressed in the story and the way that the community comes together. Anyway, I won't get into the details that will spoil it if you haven't watched Miss Marvel. You know, just there will be. It's it's fine to have the disbelief, and and yet I also think you um, 
you know, whatever, you're cheating yourself if you don't suspend some of it to just enjoy what's being presented and to even to um, to open yourself a little bit that there may be things that like for me as a Christian, not Muslim, as a Chinese American, not a Pakistani American, as a, you know, and so on. Like there are things that it's not the fact of knowing those, those things. It's not the fact of knowing those things firsthand. It's the fact of recognizing in those things the sort of parallel <laughs> parallels in my own life, you know, uh, of when a parent expresses and their self-sacrificial love to you and you can't see it and you trample all over their acts of love, you know, or when there's the like mad celebration of, of you know, all the different cliques and groups of people in your um, temple or mosque or, or, or church or whatever and and how they represent the sort of generations of resilience or coping or or finding yourself and so on. You know, all those things that even if it's not immediately your culture, you can relate to and uh and i mean that for all folks um including folks who may need to come to terms a little bit with even just your 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 whiteness (laughs) and that it is cultural as well to be to be um among white culture so yeah so it's just a a amazing series and i loved it and again it has all uh, all those elements that make uh, that made miss marvel itself revelation you know i I just have loved the character. I, I recently had, a few, well, it's a few years back, a colleague, a fellow English teacher who, um, you know, we have a lot of mutual mutual respect. And she knew that I was a huge comic book nerd and a fan. And she was curious, uh, not a reader herself. And she said, you know, Paul, give me some stuff to read. Show me what's good. So I, you know, oh man, you, there's a few questions you could ask me that make me more excited. So I curated a pile, you know, a little bit of off the beaten track uh, stuff, some real literary graphic novel type stuff. And and then of course uh, included Miss Marvel. And uh, of all the things she said, eh, some of it was okay. Some of it I was turned off right away. But this, this one is really good. And it was of course that um, that first couple volumes, uh, no normal, no normal. <laughs> of um of uh g will wilson and adrian alphonas miss marvel and so i've read eagerly since then you know picked them up in single issues or in i have multiple editions especially that first run you know the the trades the the i had the sarah Pacelli, uh signed uh first cover um of the, of the first issue of miss marvel the uh you know that that amazing jamie mckelvey design some of those Cliff Chang covers and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, version after version of it, the, the big omnibus, the the um, hardback ones. Um, and, you know, my, my daughter and I have just tore through them. Um, and again, so much that speaks to, uh, to our experience or to an experience that we can identify with and relate to. Um, last year, um, I reviewed on the podcast a graphic novel, I think more oriented toward middle grade readers, although again, I think any age can appreciate and and enjoy. Um, it was Miss Marvel Stretched Thin, and I still want to recommend that one. Um, written by Nadia Shamas, uh, who, whose book Squire recently um, was just, uh, just came out and was so good. And I, I recommend that one as well. Um, I'm looking up right now Miss Marvel Stretch Thins. Artist who was also amazing and who I just want to make sure to credit. It was, of course, Nabi H. Ali. Um, beautiful 
artwork, beautiful illustrations. And this was a, a story that, um, you know, again, targeted more towards young, young audiences, kind of the 8 to, eight to 12 range. Um, and, uh, and, but very accessible introduction to the character. And with a lot of those same elements, the sort of, um, you know, slight, slight superhero stuff, uh, you know, not nothing too intimidating or scary, but lots of family, lots of community friendship um, elements that make Miss Marvel great, but um, great for a younger um, audience. So just want to recommend that one. Um, and then, you know, of course, there's uh, the ongoing runs, um, the Alfona artwork and, and, um, uh, you know, Takeshi and, and, uh, uh, Leon and different artists that have had their turn and of course Miss Marvel's popped up in now Avengers video games and um, uh, cartoons and she you know she's all over the place and she just rules <laughs> which brings us to um, Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit um, I didn't know what I was expecting when I read this book and I was pretty surprised in the first couple issues as I started reading it I, I think I read two issues as they came out and then I um, did collect some of the later issues but then i finally read the whole thing um, when it was all collected in a trade and um and i got that fairly recently um what surprised me was i didn't i i didn't expect that what was meant by beyond the limit was that this was very much a multiverse story and of course if you've been paying attention anywhere everywhere uh <laughs> everywhere um, uh, uh, all at once, <laughs> the multiverse is everywhere. You know, you got, uh, you know, CW shows, uh, crossing over into multiverse stuff. You got, um, um, uh, Dr. Strange and, and Spider-Man No Way Home and mad the madness of the multiverse as we've seen in the MCU as it's breaking apart into these, uh, you know, Hickman-esque incursions between different universes and stuff. And um, and then uh, even beyond the sort of um, you know DC and Marvel universes, um, I uh, recently watched Everything Everywhere all at once. If you haven't watched that movie, um, let me just also highly recommend that experience. My partner and I took a date night to watch it, and it was you know I knew it was weird, and I still was not prepared for how utterly weird it was. And for the first hour and twenty minutes or so, I'm just <laughs> puddled puzzled befuddled and puzzled puddled <laughs> i was a puddle of 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 confusion and then i became a puddle of tears <laughs> because it's so thoroughly moving and i think that movie actually did more for me to help me understand why these stories about the multiverse um, about alternate universes and versions of ourselves and so on are so important right now and so appealing to me. Um, and, you know, a way that I think about it and a way that it helps me to think about this Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit series. So let me talk about that, actually, before I get into the, the wherefores. Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit is a story where um, Kamala Khan, I have to start, I have to be real careful. I, I slip into Kamala because of our vice president quite often. So Kamala Khan is at um, is staying with her cousin in Chicago, and her cousin is, of course, a brilliant scientist because you know, <laughs> comics. <laughs> Everyone is a brilliant scientist um, and has superpowers, and is incredibly good looking. Um, but anyway, um, her her cousin is a, is a is a scientist in Chicago. She's staying with her, and she goes to visit her in her lab and 
and finds that somebody is doing something um, sneaky and so um and it winds up being that there is something being to you know test being performed in the lab that that um allow uh, uh kamala to to sort of i don't know break into the multiverse into another universe and and then so then a kind of mystery pops up because what's happening miss marvel is experiencing weirdness and of course she's always experiencing weirdness it's part of the like beautiful metaphor of you know um of superhero stories and kind of monstrosity that um you know she she's all uh, all of bodily distortion um and and she's experiencing it yet again you know or anew because she's constantly hungry she has is lacking the usual control over her powers that she's come to expect and have mastered and then uh and then just really finding herself um uh all out of sorts and meanwhile somebody is posing as um her <laughs> doing things um and so she of course gathers her friends good old bruno and nakia and zoe and the the usual miss marvel crew and her family and she's got to figure out what's going on that's basically the setup of the story and it's all um, premised or, or starts off with this you know kind of um incursion or whatever or or breaking into um <clears throat> a situation with the multiverse and in that moment in that scene you she comes across this two-page spread um this wonderful gentle art in triona Farrell as well um but this wonderful two-page spread of um of uh um uh different versions of miss marvel and it's a little bit like a two-page version or or you know a few pages a few scenes of everything everywhere all at once you know there's um uh you know super hip versions of miss marvel there's robotish versions and so on so um so the the rest of the story um as it plays out and and i, I guess you know similar to the tv show i i think you know there's some um nits i could pick with the the story and could have done, been done better this way and that um one of the complaints about stories like this especially when people know that the writer is a um prose writer first or or was before doing this comic as they start to pick apart how oh there's so many words they don't understand how to write comics comics aren't supposed to have this many words and that that and that complaint really bugs me <laughs> because i mean come on like just just let the person write i mean if if this was alan moore or or uh you know heck jason aaron you really wouldn't have a problem with all of these words so just get over that one please can we please as a comics consuming and commentating community um anyway there there are uh, there is a lot of sort of interior you know monologue um and some of that in between the the word balloons where we get a sense of what's going on inside um kamala's head that's fine it's great <laughs> it's good characterization um i think that happens and, and and to me it doesn't interrupt or um dis or take away from the flow of this story at all um but you know i think there are some ways that this story um, plays out that we've gotten a little used to but i have to say i think it's a good what it is is let's say you're a miss marvel reader and these stories have engaged you and and then and you know you may know this is what marvel this is what the mcu is up to you know we're thinking about um alternate alternate dimensions or what is the thing with the aads or avs <laughs> alternate versions of of characters it's a thing it's it's out there in the culture and you just have never seen miss marvel do it 
you've never seen Miss Marvel go beyond this particular limit. And here's a story where she does. And I mean, is it perfect? No, but it's it's um, entertaining and it's interesting. And maybe most important is the fact of having these kinds of stories. And it seems like the intention is that we'll continue to have these multiversal Miss Marvel stories. Now, if your opinion or your your feeling your reaction to that is I'm a little I'm getting a little tired of these multiverse stories, I get it I I feel that way sometimes too. <laughs> it's uh it's barely started or barely you know expanding into the wide popular consciousness and and we're already tired of it. Um, you could take your um your your, your hipster <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, um you know uh, being sick of it and and. And that's fine. You can you can have that, but um, but I think what you're missing out on is is a really important deeper significance to to these multiverse stories for me because um, as as you watch everything everywhere all at once, you know, and one of the things I think that is that story is meant to do that that film is meant to do um, Michelle Yao's character is um, extraordinarily ordinary you know is very wrapped up in the mundaneness of life and i think these stories are really um i mean it's it's like it's like what if you know it's the what if it's that you come to terms with your own life and you figure out who you are and uh and maybe you settle in um but uh, sometimes it's a midlife thing and sometimes it's just at any point you there, there comes a point where you you think back on the possible counterfactuals that you could never imagine you know what if I made that one choice and I did this instead of that walk down this path instead of that what if I won that trophy or lost it what if I said no to this partner and yes to that one instead and you wonder how these little paths um, divergent paths would have altered your life, the world around you, and in fact, um, maybe if we t- together, uh, societally, had taken this path instead of that, if Joe Manchin had not, uh, you know, refused to um, to c- consider climate policy, you know, where would we be? One point five degrees or two, you know, <laughs> uh, six feet of uh, sea level rise, or you know, whatever or not you know it's the counterfactual of what could have been what could be different and when you play out those scenarios part of i think what we are doing is that we are stretching our imaginations because the limits of our current realities um are in a way a a kind of um oppression that we want to imagine an alternative to why does it have to only be this way what powers could i draw from the possibility that it's something else and i don't know when this happened but in miss marvel beyond the limit um it has been discovered um maybe this is in solid in ahmed's run or maybe this happened with in in g willow wilson's run and i just wasn't paying attention in fact in the tv show there's the uh this red dagger character and when they appeared i um turned to my daughter and i said um this character's cool she's like yeah he was in the comics dad we totally read it together and i was like oh my gosh where was i (laughs) so i missed things let's make it clear so i i certainly missed this idea but the the idea was that miss marvel when she uses her uh inhuman terrigen mist powers or whatever um 
they are a matter of her drawing from her future self or future selves or something like that. I, I don't really understand. But the idea is that the powers don't come from nowhere. The embiggening is not just a resource that comes from thin air, but in fact, it's coming from another place in the timeline in a way extracting from somewhere else to be who she is now uh, with those powers. And I think that's an intriguing idea, which is that when we uh, do something now, what we're, you know, that there is a, there is a, um, uh, what is it? There's like a, a, there are scales that need to be balanced. There's, there's some kind of cost benefit, you know, there's some kind of taking from robbing from Paul of the future to pay Peter of the now, whatever, you know, it's, it's, it's coming from somewhere. And, and maybe sometimes the choices that we make, even if they are noble sacrifices, even if they are brave acts, they are taking away from something else, you know, some counterfactual. And, um, and I, you know, I think about why that kind of story especially is important or pops up all over the place today. And I, and I think about the fact of our being in a world where you know, there is this kind of glut of not not just information, but even like perspectives like we have now within, um, you know, a, a flick of <laughs> I was about to say the TV remote. Who even uses a TV remote? You know, within the flick of a, a Netflix queue, <laughs> a million worlds presented before us, which invite and engage our empathetic and imaginative and intellectual engagement and where we can just imagine other perspectives, you know, other lives in other times and places in the world. And I think we rightly know that to be truly human involves, in some sense, entering into those different perspectives. Um, and, you know, where I think we used to, you know, this is, this is kind of my analogy, is when uh, the modernist projects of nationalism used to consume us it was enough to think about sacrificing something of ourselves in order to save the nation you know in order to be the great um patriotic hero and um we both um uh you know played that out and very much have seen not only the limits of that but indeed the dangers of that when it turns out that becoming the national hero, the hero for my people, really came, you know, turned out on the other side to be this uh, dreadful, horrid, ugly, evil uh, wrong that we did to another people's. And so I think there is something to our multiversal imaginings that speaks to the global scale of our, at least our attempts to understand and live in other people's shoes. In other words, what I'm saying is sometimes imagining multiverses is imagining that somebody else is living a life I could have lived. And maybe that somebody else isn't just my neighbor next door who <laughs> has a brother where I don't or who got, you know, got a girlfriend and I didn't or whatever. But somebody else in Yemen or in um, Cambodia or in um, Kenya, whose life um, is quite different, whose world is quite different, and yet 
who is made of the same stuff, at least, if not of with greater mercy and greater um, tenderness and greater creativity and greater resilience than I, and so on. And, and it's the thought of living in this world and sharing in this world with all of these others that makes, that com- maybe compels us to think, wow, this is just all more complicated, more wonderful, more terrifying than our stories of one universe can hold. You know, it's that the counterfactuals multiply and multiply algorithm logarithmically. <laughs> and so the, our need to admit these various possibilities in order to just make sense of the lives that we live in, the worlds that we live in. And I think that is actually so significant for Miss Marvel as a character. Because Miss Marvel, you know, like what made Petey, Peter Parker, so appealing is he's living between these worlds of being a quippy and confident superhero and being, you know, knock-kneed Peter Parker the nerd, um, barely mustering the courage to say a word to Gwen or Mary Jane. And we could relate to that, that sort of being suspended in the sky, um, sometimes on purpose and sometimes um, on pain of death um, as a superhero, right? Like That was something that um, appealed to all of us. But Miss Marvel does double time with that. Uh, not just a teenager, um, but a Pakistani-American Muslim girl. Not just a superhero, but a superhero who has to um, all the time reckon with the consequences of violence, think about the impact on communities, um, second guess everything and handle everything in ways that when we saddle our young people with our values and virtues and ask of them to hold it all in their hands. And meanwhile, uh, you know, we've (laughs) brought our world to ecological disaster and you, you save the world. You give us so much hope. (laughs) Go ahead. Um, it's a lot. And boy, do do stories about multiversal possibilities, dangers and threats, and the need to find some kind of survival and maybe even peace um, among all these different versions of who we could be. Don't those speak so much to what it's like in our modern, um, you know, <laughs> Twitter timeline, um, social media, TikTok, I should say, timeline, um, just profoundly and profusely um, plural, pluralistic world. Um, wow. And so Miss Marvel Beyond the Limit is very, very much what, you know, young people are living. Life um, challenging those limits, but man, you know, uh, admitting, we need to admit that we are limited as creatures. And so the incredible challenge of, of that kind of living um, is is what, what these stories help us to deal with. How do they do that? I don't know. <laughs> Still exploring. That's what I got for you right now. <laughs> um, so come, come explore with me. You know, I, I'm kind of on this journey, and it's it's more where the culture is taking me than anything, but I, I think it fits. You know, I'm, I'm finding myself comfortable and curious um, about these kinds of stories and why we tell them and why they're so important to us. Um, and what they what they're doing for for and our young people, what they're doing to our young people. Uh, so the quest continues. Keep reading with me. Hey, I've been reading a couple of other things. 
Um, might as well throw them out to you. There's a series called um, Lightfall. I'm Googling it now. Um, by an artist named Tim Probert, creator named Tim Pro- Probert. Um, the first book is called The Girl and the Galdurian, and the second one called Shadow of the Bird. Uh, my daughter's read them. I got them. I haven't read them myself. They look beautiful. Um, both books um, have that kind of amulet Kazukiwishi spirit in them, and roughly of that format and size as well. Um, two books out so far from Harper Alley um, came out in 2020 and 2021 or 22, I think. Um, and I think there's more to come, as I understand it. Uh, so I'm I'm dying to check that out. I'd love for you to read it with me. Um, in the Substack world, I'm reading all the Substack things. I think I'd like to talk about Chip Zarsky's work, um, the Spider-Man. No, the sorry, the soup. The what am I saying? The the Batman, the Daredevil. And then the public domain book. Um, let's talk about those. Anyway, um, those are some of the things I'm reading and much, much more. Um, but keep reading with me. I hope and expect that I am back and this podcast is back more regularly in your feed. And you can find us at multiversitycomics.com where you can also find other great podcasts and articles and interviews and think pieces. Um, check out the last episode I did of this podcast, which you can find at comicsyllabus.substack.com. We interviewed Jose Pimienta, the creator of Twin Cities, and it was a wonderful conversation. If you haven't heard that yet, um, check that out. Um, Jose is really, really smart, really wonderful to talk to, really fun. And Twin Cities, um, which is their book about a pair of twins who born um, in Mexicali, Calexico, go to schools on different sides of that that kind of borderline um really great um graphic novel for younger readers um check that out please um if you are a teacher a librarian a young reader uh and even if you are not really encourage you to check that out um and it's more to come so i expect to be more regular here um as i sink and sit in my short short summertime and prepare for the year ahead So let's keep journeying together. Let's keep reading. Thanks much. Take care.